live. <laughs> Heather, Here welcome we to the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> We're doing it. First things first, happy mm. birthday. Ah, grassy ass. I really appreciate that. Um, it's a big one, so thank you. It's your birthday week, month. How do you celebrate? Um, I am not one of those people to like really drag it out like, oh, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. But um, I have had so much like recognition and I, I just, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. So. Something I loved that you posted on your story is a bunch of people wishing you happy birthday. And you said, I'm so grateful for all the people that true friends that I've made out here in Miami. Mm. And for anyone that says Miami is fictitious or fake, mm. they need to find real people. Mm. And I love that because the reality is, is there's amazing humans in, in most cities, but specifically Miami, because it's people from all over the world. Mm. And it sounds like you've found a great batch of friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, truly, I think you're kind of a product of your environment. So like if you are a certain way then you're going to attract you know those people and for me i'm all about growth and um just good vibes good energy and so i feel like i attract that and i've heard even like moving here people are like be careful you know miami's full of like superficiality and at first i was like i think i was kind of hesitant and like real worried um where were you before I was in Ohio, so like Midwest is definitely very different. And I will say it was intimidating being out here. First thing I thought was like, I need a Louis Vuitton bag because I want to <laughs> fit in. Um, but then like I started to realize like there's so many chill people out here who are just like in the grind, just like I am and are so willing to like share their success and advice. And I've grown so much just because of the people around me. Right. And the tribe is, is everything. Mm. Having good people that are encouraging you because it, it's easy to get lost in the, in the sauce here, right? Mm. If you're going out to space or 11 and being a savage mm. and you get addicted to that, you're ruined. But you could say the same thing about being in almost any place ever. That's why I lock myself here in this like very suburban neighborhood. Because <laughs> every time you leave your house, things get weird. <laughs> That's true. Well, that's the thing. Okay, number one, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Um, and number two, I always say uh, when you come out here, I mean, whether you're visiting or living here, you got to skim the surface, right? Like you don't want to get sucked in because if you do, like you can easily stay out till, gosh, eight here. Out here, I remember thinking like, you know, in Ohio, you can only go out past maybe two o'clock if you go to like a certain place that's open till four. But out here, you can go to like 11 or like, you know, space. You can be out past 8 a.m. to in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I've even heard people don't even go out until like 3 a.m. to see a DJ or something like that, you know, but. But <sighs> I think the number one thing to, to survive out here is staying active, being an entrepreneur, mm. making moves, mm. which you throw a rock down the street, you're going to find someone that's doing that. Absolutely. And people gravitate towards here because it's it's an energy of, of growth and prosperity and ideas and you're the definition of it. I'm so, so excited you're here. You are a legend in Miami, Stop in the space it. of the yoga oh community. It's a, it's a fact. And you're doing something you. so unique. You're the only person I know that has created this niche within stretching, which is the most important aspect in many as kinds of working out and lifting and body movement. But you found a way to build a business, monetize it, create coaches and all sorts of exciting stuff 
and you're here right now. So congratulations, first hey, of all. Hey, thanks for the hype. Wow, ego boost. <laughs> well deserved. Thank you. Thank How, wh you. Where did it come from? Where was the OG origin of this? Oh my goodness. So um, this all started in Cleveland, actually. Um, I got my yoga certification in 2014. I was not like a workout fanatic at all. I was actually a choir nerd growing up. And so when I started to fall in love with yoga, it was like my first like real passion for fitness. And then I decided to get certified. And when I started teaching, I started to realize like, wow, this is so me. Um, I just found like passion that I never really knew I had and I became obsessed. So from there, I just became certified in a bunch of different um, fitness uh, classes and activities. So from there, I became the class coordinator at a place I was teaching yoga. I started to hire and um, get rid of any instructors just so that it fit what we needed and tailored um, the classes. And we worked with Cleveland Cavaliers, the Browns, um, Khloe Kardashian. It was very much like a boutique type gym where we accommodated more of that um, white collar type. You were working um, at this gym? I was. It's EB Fitness in Cleveland and it's uh, inside the EY Tower, but it's now called, I believe, Browns Fit because uh, the Browns had bought it. Awesome. But yeah, I, I really um, got a chance to become who I was meant to be there. Um, so got into the fitness industry. Then outside of hours, I started to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Someone specifically who was very well-known in the area um, never came to yoga. And he was like, can you, can you stretch me? And I was like, stretch you? <laughs> like to me, that was like odd. Um, but then I thought, well, he never comes to yoga and like his hips are really bothering him. So I just started going through some yoga assists with him. And uh, a yoga assist is, is a stretch. So, can you explain that? Yeah. So a yoga assist, any yogi like would know. But for people who aren't familiar, it's basically a posture in yoga, but you're being assisted through it. So you're not doing the work your teacher or someone else that you're doing yoga with is assisting you in that posture to give you guidance and a little bit um, pressure to increase that mobility in that area. Um, so I just went through a few restorative postures, assisted him in those stretches. And then from there, I developed um, kind of this whole routine that targeted all global muscles, but more than that, decompression in the spine. Because for me, I noticed, and according to the CDC, the most common reported injury is lower back pain. Mm. Um, that's the number one reason that people miss school or work. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this routine, I want it to really focus on decompressing the spine and relieving lower back pain. And uh, it just started to grow. People, word kind of got on the street that I was doing this, and I was going from 40 hours a week to like, 50 hours a week because I was accommodating people outside my hours to help them because the biggest thing for me was if they're not going to come to yoga and it was a little bit of a side hustle it wasn't something that I needed to do because right. I was a housewife at the time and I didn't like need to work but I loved it so I just wanted to help people and yeah that's how it all began that's cool so you had the full-time gig you're working at the gym you're getting inspired by all these amazing type of clients that are coming in and mm -hmm. what the gym's kind of pushing you to do next thing you know you get hit up by uh, another person that you say oh i can potentially help them mm -hmm. you stretch them and you look around and you don't see anyone doing any stretching courses 
Mm, no, um, you know, I, I really didn't even think it was a thing. I kind of thought I made it up. Like, no I joke. think you did. I, I didn't. So I have to give you didn't a make up stretching. But. No, but um, so here's what was crazy. And I have to give a shout out um, to Troy Walker. Um, and forgive me if I said your last name wrong. But Troy, he um, is a stretch therapist out here. And when I came across his page, first of all, I follow Andre, uh, Audrina Lima, the Victoria's Secret model. I think she's gorgeous. Um, but I saw it was one of his clients. And I was like, holy shit, like he must be like amazing, right? <laughs> you know, so I had to call him. I was like, I didn't even know anybody else did this. Um, like I, I thought I made this. <laughs> and then he like really showed me a lot of different things. He was so open to like mentor me and help me like kind of refine what I was already doing. Um, and then from there, I added some things that like he didn't do that just created this whole different method than what anybody else does. So my method is really geared towards what I call yoga stretch therapy. And you'll look online like, okay, what's yoga stretch therapy? It's not really a thing. Um, there are people who have like yoga programs that involve assisted stretching, that involve partner stretching, that they can teach you how to work with people. Um, but it's not really, um, it's not what I do. And another thing that, that I do is I add relaxation techniques and heat. So my method is completely different than any of my competitors. And I don't even like to say that, like I should say my beautiful friends who work in the industry. <laughs> Um, but I love that I'm different than everyone else. When I hear the yoga stretch therapy, I think that when I go to the gym and I'm weightlifting, if I go weightlifting with a friend, naturally I push myself harder mm. because someone's encouraging you Absolutely. to not take breaks. You're on your phone, you get snapped out of it. You're kind of baked into this routine where it's like, you're up, I'm up, you're up, I'm up. And you're assisting each other by pushing more weight. Mm. I feel like that's the same concept with you because most people, when they stretch, you know, I know I always do like a quick five to 10 minute stretch at UFC gym, Midtown. Shout out. I love that okay, gym. Okay. And I do a five or 10 minute stretch and, you know, maybe I, I, I kind of rip through it. But if I had someone there sitting with me, encouraging me to go further and push further, I know I could probably get way better results. Mm. Like, you know, this guy, Ju remember Juju Smith, this guy, Juju? Juju Mufu? Juju Mufu. Okay. Yeah, he he's this like super jacked guy. And he has this video of him doing like a full fledged split. And it always made me realize, and he started teaching people how to get that flexible. Is it possible for anyone to do a split if they work at it hard enough? Or is it certain bodies? I, I think that some people are genetically dispositioned. Not everybody can do a split. Um, but... I'm sure people would beg to differ. So I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. Just from my experience, I do believe that you have, you know, your genetic pros and cons. Mm. But the idea of being supported when you're stretching, tell me about that process. So like if I'm working with a practitioner, like what are some of the key things that they're thinking about when they're going through that process? So, okay, when you talked about working out with a partner, number one, like, I think of working out with a partner, like you say, like that hype man, right? Um, I'm definitely not the hype man, unless, you know, don't get me wrong, I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, you're doing so good. But where I feel like we really come into play is correcting alignment, making sure that you're doing it exactly the right way. And also when you work out with someone, at least for me, 
I want that person to correct my alignment and I'm an alignment fanatic because everything's about symmetry in the body in order to function its best. So if you're not looking and if you're not corrected, you're probably not doing it the right way. I mean, truly, even a simple squat, if your toes aren't pointed in the same way, your knees, everything's like separated exactly symmetrically. Um, you're not getting the full benefit from it. And that means like strengthening even if you're a little stronger on one side and you're lifting from that side a little more, then you're making that side even stronger, right? So somebody needs to be there to make sure all the weight is distributed evenly. So that to me is what a partner is for. So it's a little bit different than that encouragement. Totally. However, of course, that's a part of the uh, over end result is, you know, feeling good about what you do. And Well, one of the most common injuries when working out is tendonitis. So a lot of people have tendonitis in their elbows mm. and their knees and their back even. Mm, mm. And I feel the biggest reason is because people are doing the exercises wrong. Mm. You know, most people do not want to go hire a coach and tell them how to do things. They go in there and they just pump. They do their like five, six exercises over and over and over, but they're not getting that full body movement, that mobility work, which is interesting because I had an experience with my lower back. And when you mention the lower back, there, I mean, there are more lower back injuries than, than anything. Absolutely. I think uh, one of my friends told me that if you were to take a random x-ray of people's spines, like four out of 10 of them would have bulging discs. Mm. Well, I, long story short, I had a bulging disc on my L5S1. It was six millimeters, so it was pretty big. Wow. And um, eight MRIs later and doing spinal decompression, everything turned out I had a tumor in my leg. It was non-cancerous. We got rid of it learned a lot from that procedure and feeling phenomenal now. Wow. Um, but overall that it's a very common injury that can be prevented if people are doing squats properly, if people are educated on how to lift according to their natural body alignment. And that's interesting that you mentioned that. Absolutely. Um, and so when I assist people, I'm correcting their symmetry more than anything. Um, of course we're going through the stretch process, but what I'm obsessed with is getting them symmetrical. I notice with pretty much 99.5% of all my clients is they're not symmetrical. So we're going to work a little bit on one side, maybe more than the other. We're going to turn in their leg or turn out, depending on like if your femur is being pulled out, that's usually a sign that somewhere in the lower back, maybe like your quadrus labrum, which is your QL or your psoas is pulling on your femur. So you can tell just by looking at someone's feet, like one person's foot might be all the way out here while the other one's, you know, standing straight up. So I know already, okay, we need to work a little bit more on that side. So, um, some symmetry is a huge part of it. And, and also there's so much to it. Like there really is one of the biggest things too, that I've come across is, we're not just tight from ligaments and muscles. A lot of times we're tight because we hold stress in certain areas. And while some massages, meditation, those things can reduce stress, I think stretching addresses those tight areas in a way that people don't realize just how functional it is. Like for instance, and it's kind of weird, I'll stretch certain areas and I can tell there's a lot of emotion there. And sometimes I can even sense what kind of emotion they're feeling. And I, I've had some weird situations and I'm not saying this is normal. Maybe I have like some weird sixth sense, but I'll be like, you know, I'll feel something and I'll go, you know, are you experiencing like loss or, you know, I'll say something like this. And for instance, 
one of my clients was like, yeah, uh, I actually just lost my brother, you know? And I felt really bad because I didn't want to bring that emotion to surface, but I felt it. Um, so I do think that it's not just stretching. I'm sure it, it depends on the person. I'm very empathic, but it's amazing how I could really just release that tension in a way that I don't think anything else could have released that tension. Yeah, that's interesting because you have to be so plugged into the body and you're clearly an empath at the highest level. Very, very much But so. sometimes being an empath can have negative consequences to the empath themselves because you kind of take in that pain too when you're working on it. Absolutely. It, it can be exhausting carrying those emotions with me. I've learned to compartmentalize that a little bit better. At first, I would get like very emotionally exhausted, sometimes kind of down because you get those really grumpy, stressed out people and they're fighting you. And um, yeah... It, I won't go completely into it, but I get some really like detailed emotions when I'm stretching people. But the point is that, um, you know, stretching is so important and I would say it's even more important than massage because it does prevent injuries. Uh, I just had, um, a client and he knows who he is, but he would only see me once a month. And we knew that his hamstrings were so super tight. Like I'd pick up his leg and the whole hip would come off the ground. Right. And I kept telling him, like, your hamstrings are so tight. Like, we really need to work on this on a weekly basis or take up a yoga class. Because I'm not trying to, like, dig into people's pocket. Like, I know that if you have a budget, but I'll say, pick up a yoga class. If you can't do this, the whole reason why I created this were people that weren't coming to yoga class. And I believe in all the benefits of yoga just as much as I do stretching. From symmetry to meditation to breathing to, you know, strengthening and, and alignment but um yoga class yeah. can be a little bit daunting to someone that's never went before it's a it, diff it's a very different energy exactly and just to finish that thought he wound up tearing his hamstring so i was like see i told you but yes um that's a thing so people can get very intimidated by yoga and so they won't come to class um just because you can come there and there's so much ego in yoga there shouldn't be but most people who go often know that like you'll show up at a class and like there's sometimes even the teacher they're just like kind of showing off and there really needs, and I hope like somehow I can send this message out there to every yoga studio, more restorative yoga classes, stop intimidating people, like get out there and just give them the functional basics of yoga, because that's, what's most important is just the breathing, the relaxation, the symmetry, and really like taking the time to roll around on the floor and explore your body. Yeah. I've been to Ahana yoga in Midtown. Okay. Dawn is the founder there. Okay. Aubrey's teach there a few times. Wonderful. And, uh, the few times I have gone, I need to do yoga. Every time I go to yoga, you think this is amazing. Especially hot yoga is the best. Love it. Love <laughs> Except it. I never bring a towel and I'm always just slipping everywhere. Yep. You gotta bring the towel. But, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Cause when you start off, there's, there's chanting. And you start getting real tribal with it. You know, you're doing the different chants and <laughs> okay. you're like, okay, what's going on here? You really got to be open when you go to these classes. Some of them are like that. Yeah. I mean, mine weren't, we were in a fitness facility. It wasn't a studio. And at first I was like so bummed. I was working in like a gym. I'm like, oh, I teach gym yoga, you know? But then once I became the class coordinator, I only hired ROITs, which are, you know, registered yoga technician under uh, Alliance, which kind of like, they're basically like the police of yoga and they say this person's like went to a qualified school because there's a lot of like, you know, yoga certifications you can get that aren't like real um, yoga classes or, or, or yoga programs. 
Um, and like you'll you'll come across postures and I'll be like, where did sunflower? What is that? You know, but they're like, oh, I took an online yoga certification. I'm like, okay, you're not teaching here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the the point is, I do think that it's really important to. You know, when you when you said chanting, we didn't have that. We just did like very basic yoga classes, which I always made sure we had a restorative class, a vinyasa class and a hot class because not everybody likes heat either. But speaking about heat, it's very interesting. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Bikram. Um, anyone who's a yogi kind of yogi kind of knows like he was a little bit uh, crazy. But at the same time, his method was genius in the sense doing everything in the heat. So when you think about this, like when you have a temperature, right, like you become very sluggish when you have like a fever. And the reason why is because your body's heating itself up. It's spending all the energy it has to heat itself up to fight off whatever bacteria or virus is in your system. Well, when you raise the body temperature, you mimic that fever, and so you become very sluggish. If you've ever heard someone who's, like, really drunk in a car accident, they're hurt less because they're very, like, loose and limber. Interesting. Uh -huh. So when you're in heat, you actually are, like, more loose and limber, and so I can get maximum length in heat. Now, I'm giving away one of my secrets, but that is really huge, is making sure you stretch someone in a hot environment, and I don't think any therapy when it comes to mobility should be done in anything but a hot environment. Interesting. Cause there's been so much amazing health discoveries that our parents generation didn't have. Right. We're learning all about the benefits of saunas and ice baths and cold mm. exposure and all these different sort of biohacks. You just put it in my head that in the future, everyone's going to have a hot room, not just a sauna, but like a full fledged hot. I guess it would be, it could dual as a sauna. But that makes sense. Like it's going to become the natural to stretch in a hot room. Yeah. Or even maybe, you know, what I would like to see is I've been seeing a lot of like tents with red light therapy. Um, so I would like to see heat and red light therapy in a yoga class. I would love for that to be a thing. Someday. Maybe that's your next product. You marry you the, the heat and red light therapy. Never know. Oh, trust me. I've got some things up my sleeve. So the red light <laughs> therapy thing, I've never completely understood that. I'm pretty dialed in with sauna. Mm -hmm. Love sauna. Mm -hmm. But it's also very, very interesting that you just mentioned about the sauna. But I I'm going to double back on that. Red light <laughs> therapy. How much of it is super legit? And like, what can you tell us about that? So um, I am not an expert on red light therapy. I use it myself. Um, there is definitely a lot of research when it comes to red light therapy as far as circulation, um, helping with skin texture, helping with um, inflammation. So there's a lot of benefits to red light therapy. I have a little lamp next to my bed. I like to turn it on just to kind of wake up in the morning and listen to, you know, my my audio book or whatever it is that I'm listening to. I love to. audio books. Thank I do gosh. Too. I don't, I don't, reading's <laughs> not tough. I can read, but it's, I'd rather listen. Yes. I, I love it. Or a sermon. I love a good sermon. Um, but audio books are the best. And so I put my red light therapy on. Um, and I think it's, there, there's this guy, I'm sure you guys have heard of him, uh, Brian Johnson, who's spending yes. like millions of dollars. He's amazing. On, he is pretty cool, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Like I love weird, watching his but stuff. Amazing. Like, thank gosh right? he exists. I agree. And so I love, and he is a big advocate of red light therapy as well. So I, I'm not the um, expert on that, but I do like it. I tried his meals once. I did it wrong, though. I must have gotten it wrong because it was so bleh. Yeah. There was just no flavor. Because <laughs> I'm all about 
anti-aging. I want to look right. phenomenal. You do look phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you. But, you know, <laughs> I want to continue to be able to balance a casual whiskey and still be able to maintain my like full energy, which as you get older, it's easy for me not to drink alcohol because mm. my body just tells me to go screw itself. You know, it's easy to kind of not doing that. Um, sometimes sugar's tough because that, that thing kind of works with your body. Mm. like kind of gets real up in there. So you have to be careful of it's the addictive. sugar so addictive mm. it's probably one of the hardest things to to clutch but i want to double back on the sauna thing with mm. the temperature i never really thought about that when you get a temperature your body is raising its temperature so that it can fight it mm-hmm. if your temperature gets too hot your body almost fights itself and, mm. and you would die mm. but in a sauna my understanding is is that because you're raising the temperature of the body it's essentially putting it in an extreme environment and when it's in an extreme environment it has to produce and, and recover different types of mitochondria and, and basically get your body to to adapt to that environment which can help in terms of reducing inflammation helping you de-age circulation and all that so that's interesting to me that just like exposure to heat which is great that we're in miami and it's 92 degrees every exactly. day <laughs> exactly um so you don't really need a hot room you can just turn off the ac <laughs> It's it's brutal. So serious. I actually uh, one of my clients. I stretch him uh, on his yacht, and it is just like I'm sweating so bad. And that's the other thing. Like I don't want to sweat on people, so I have like my little methods where like I'll wear a long sleeve shirt, you know, or I'll cover like my body up and like as I'm moving. It's hard to explain, but like as I'm moving, whatever area I have their leg or arm on, because it's almost like. Uh, I'm going through these movements and I'm very close to the person. I mean, we're on the floor, we're on a mat. I don't stretch on a table and not to go off on a tangent, but the reason why I stretch on a mat is because there's less leverage opportunity. I do believe like places, I mean, look, no offense to stretch zone or any like uh, studio that stretches on tables. Um, is a table just like a chiropractic table? Um, so when you just think of like a massage table, okay. right? So any massage table, they're all pretty similar. But you have a lot more leverage opportunities. So I, I've had athletes who have gotten injured in some of these um, corporate type stretch facilities. And I think it's because they're not well trained and they're stretching too deeply on a table because you can like literally think about it like I can just pull my arm all the way back when I'm on a table where if you're on the floor I don't have as much leverage opportunity so it's a little bit safer Um, but at the same time there's slight cushion on a table and I want as little cushion as possible so that you can align your spine like think about when you have a really bad back problem almost everyone innately thinks I gotta lay on the floor like I just gotta lay on the floor because your spine and the gravity of 14 pounds of gravity pulling your spine flat on that surface and it does help those bulging discs discs and those areas in the spine that need to be flattened out and straightened so number one because I'm a yoga instructor and I want it to be as close to yoga as possible but I do just you know, it just so happens to be that it is safer and it's better for the spine. So, um, and going back to, you know, the sauna and and working in heat again, I think it's so important. I mean, just common sense. If you are cold, if you're tense, you're not going to get as much length, right? Like you're, you're just not going to stretch as much. If I want to, um, really relax, I can't super relax if I'm tense or cold. 
So that is a big key to me, and I don't know why it's not used more, but I think I'm kind of on to something there, is that if we incorporate heat and relaxation techniques into mobility training, it's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, thinking about the spine is so interesting. Like when I was doing spinal decompression, I did a lot of sessions of spinal decompression. And for people that don't know what that is, it's there's many different ways to do it. You can use something called an inversion table Absolutely. and that's going to help you, you know, basically increase the distance between your lumbar discs. Mm -hmm. And I had to do this thing because again, back to that tumor, everything, the tumor was essentially the back was a red herring. They've never seen this type of injury. So it was completely not by the book, but I did spinal decompression for a whole year. I went on this machine, got stretched out, and it actually caused my bulging disc to go from six millimeters to three, two to wow. three. So it did mm-hmm. alleviate that mm-hmm. disc. So I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fascinating how spinal decompression is is not so more widely used. You know, so many people have back problems. It's like the same concept that so many people have nutrition problems. People don't talk about nutrition ever because it's just... For, for God knows what, but I've listened to enough Joe Rogan podcasts where I'm all about it. I got all my supplements, <laughs> but in life, th- we're just getting more geared towards these routines that this stuff's only going up the, the sauna, the stretching, yeah. and you're in a really good niche. Thank you. I mean, health is really wealth, right? Like it's super, it, it really is. And the fact that people who have any type of, uh, means to accommodate a luxurious lifestyle the first thing they're thinking of is their health and it really is becoming more luxury you know I I hate to say that because I do feel like when you don't have the means to take the time out for yourself that is just like but a lot of times they can reallocate dollars if they really needed it they could reallocate dollars because we all spend money stupidly absolutely Absolutely. You're, you're, you're hundred percent correct. And there's a lot of stuff you can just do on your own for free at home. hundred percent. Um, but having the convenience of someone like come to you, which is also kind of where, you know, stretch to go is, um, widely known for that benefit is the fact that it's convenient. And as that luxurious mindset goes out here, people want convenience. They want everything to come to them. And Going to a yoga class, going to a stretch studio takes time out of their schedule. So it's nice that we can kind of offer that concierge service. Um, But yeah, so going back to decompression, uh, what I find really interesting about that. So um, people can't really just go and find an inversion table, right? They don't usually have one in their home. And also another apparatus that I use, uh, I, I used to teach aerial silk yoga. So when I hang someone upside down, you're also getting that decompression. Now I have a hammock in my house. It's not like I carry one with me, so I can't offer that to my clients when I go see them. But of course I always recommend like, even if you can go on a monkey bar and hang upside down, like get that decompression. Cause what happens is it creates space between the vertebrae and it allows you to decompress and actually grow I used to measure my students before and after class and they would grow up to a quarter of an inch obviously it's not permanent but it shows you how much compression happens in the spine 
So um, decompression is super important, but also my routine is geared towards decompression. Forward folds. Anytime you reach for the toes, you're decompressing the spine because you're creating space between the vertebras. So all of these things um, are a part of the stretch routine from not only stretching and heat and um, getting that, uh, that relaxation so we can get the maximum amount of length, but also decompression and really gearing towards the lower back area where people tend to have the most amount of problems. You got it dialed. Got figured out, bro. What are your, what are your <laughs> thoughts on like heavy squats? No. Um, okay. So this is something that I struggle with because I just started lifting. Like I told you, I didn't really get into fitness until later in life. And if you build that muscle nuclei at a young age as an athlete, you always have it. It's really interesting how the science works behind the muscle and how once you build that memory, that muscle memory, you can always get it back. I saw this experiment of these bodybuilder guys who basically had been in the industry their whole life and then they proved that if they could go a year without working out at all and eating like shit, how fast they could get it back. And it was like these twin guys and I wish I knew their name, but they got it back in 10 months. They got right back to the same after taking off a year in 10 months. Not anybody could do that, but the muscle nuclei, the muscle memory allowed them to get back to that very quickly. So if you were an athlete in school, if that you trained a lot and then you, you, you fell off the boat for a little bit, you can get it back very easily. So don't be discouraged because you have more of an advantage if you were an athlete in the past than people who had never worked out like I hadn't. And when you had, hadn't ever worked out heavy and lifted heavy, your muscles may adapt quickly, especially if, like, let's say you're doing an, uh, a steroid or some type of androgen. You are able, your muscles adapt very quickly, but your tendons and your bones don't. So I started to develop like a sciatic issue from lifting heavy because I was so, I went from just being able to lift like 25 pounds to now I can do 135 pounds, okay. um, which I'm only 116 pounds. So that's really heavy for me. And I was just like, wow, like I have a butt, like I have muscles and my body started changing in such amazing ways that it really motivated me to want to lift heavier. However, I struggled with a lot of pain and, um, I had to allow my body to heal and then get back into it. And I do feel that some people, their ego kind of gets to them and they just keep pushing and pushing and they create this chronic injury. Um, so you really have to listen to your body. I mean, as much as I can do, it does, it does. And something, you know, that people struggle with, I just think people really have to get rid of their ego, listen to their body. I don't care if it's stretching, if it's squatting, whatever it is, listen to your body because that's your temple. And I can't tell you, like I can give you all the advice in the world, but you know, the ego is tough at the gym, you know, especially amongst dudes. It is. And I was just about to say, I mostly work with guys. So like I'll, I'll stretch them and they'll be like, go deeper, go deeper. No, no more, more, more. And I'm like, this is consistency. This isn't an ego trip. We're not going to see how far we can push you. And they'll say, well, you know, I worked with this person and they pushed me so far and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's probably why you're so tight. Because what happens is if you push too far, you get something called micro tears. And then the only way those micro tears can heal themselves is scar tissue. So the ligament actually becomes shorter after it heals. So we want consistency. You Mm -hmm. want to stick with it. That's why I say if you can't get a stretch session, do yoga, 
do some stuff at home, bands, whatever. Well, people can't really see what their spine looks like unless they get an MRI. True. Which is very, you know, if anyone's ever gotten an MRI, it's a pretty sketchy experience. And mm-hmm. you're only getting an MRI if something went wrong. But there's probably going to be some technology that's created that you can see what's going on in your spine without getting like a bout of cancer that can just shine right into your body. Because <laughs> if we did that to most people, they would be horrified at what they're seeing in their spine. Mm. Like two stretches that I did that helped a lot because I had the worst, the worst sciatica from that tumor because it was on. Did you? It was on my sciatic nerve. It was wow. called a peripheral sheath nerve tumor. Mm-hmm. And it mimicked sciatica because of the bulging disc. So I was like, I couldn't sleep for two years. It was so miserable. I made a video on YouTube. I explained this for anyone that wants to check it out. My struggle with sciatica for two years. Check it out. But (laughs) two stretches that I I worked with this mobility coach, um, Benjamin Torres, shout out. And he taught me, number one, um, he taught me a lot. But two that are really important is, first of all, the cat-cow. So being able to really like deep breathe into the cat cow, you know, get on all fours, deep breath in, mm-hmm. chin down, deep breath out, extend. And the other one is you start off, you lay on your stomach, you start off on your elbows and then you work your way up to your hands and then you push up and you can stretch back. But basically you're trying to like alleviate stress off of the sciatic nerve because it runs all the way down from your spinal cord into your feet. And if you think about that nerve, if you can like alleviate that stretch over time, you can save yourself so much pain. And it sucks that we as people, as humans, as the human race, we don't <laughs> only make changes when we're in pain. Mm. We don't make changes until shit's gone south. That's a really good point. Especially with food, too. Mm. You know, you don't make changes until you have diabetes <laughs> or you don't make changes until you have a heart attack or, or a stroke overweight or whatever. Yeah. And it's like we need to as as people and as friends encourage each other to look at some of this shit. It's mm. like you get your 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 physical every year or so if you're smart, but most people don't. You got to check in on yourself and check in on your body. Mm. So what you're offering is something that everyone needs. Obviously, you know, stretch to go is a luxury service. You work with all sorts of amazing A-list celebrities, athletes. I mean, I've seen some of the stuff. I saw you with Jorge Masvidal, one of the <laughs> yes, greatest, one of the yes, goats. We're both yes. big, big UFC fighters. Is that fans. right? Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, he's amazing. He's amazing. And he was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this twice a week, you know, but uh, the, the fact is like even um, the top of the top who are working with, you know, the best PTs in the world, um, are still struggling with mobility because the fact is just people don't take enough time no matter w- even like you know Braxton Berrios who uh, I know works with some of the top PTs as well he still can use that extra mobility training because you need it every day right and all of the athletes i've worked with i even worked uh tyler hero as well um who they absolutely need yoga they need yoga but they don't do it so someone like me can come in and kind of mimic a lot of the benefits that you get from yoga because they're not going to yoga class and perform better there's got to be some satisfaction in teach like you look at those two names you just mentioned, super athletes, the mm. top of their class, top performers, and even them still have these huge rooms of improvement. There's got to be some satisfaction when you can 
help an athlete at that caliber like reach that next level there is it, it amazes me because i'm just like i expect like when i go to top athletes like i just expect them to be like top top you know they don't even need any help right um, but what's kind of cool about what I do is, like I said, it is different than what any PT is offering them because my method is just a little different. Like I said, with using the relaxation techniques and the heat and gearing it more towards yoga, it gives them a little bit different um, mobility training than what they're used to. And they feel just a little bit more zen but also stretched out. So you're getting those. Best of both worlds. We do uh, breathing exercises as well. Actually, when Jorge had reached out to me, he was saying that he was really intrigued by the meditation and breath work. He was like, I know I really need that. And so that's another thing that I incorporate into my routine is starting out with a body meditation. It's not like your typical meditation you would think when you say, okay, like I'm just going to like focus and, you know, try to go into this brainwave state and, you know, not think about anything, no thoughts. So for me, I really struggle with that. But a body meditation where I go through all of the major muscles in the body and we take attention to that muscle and we relax it with our mind first, right? And then we go into breathing exercises. And I actually kind of stole this um, from um, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza, he goes through a lot of different meditations. And this one breathing exercise he talks about is um it was actually to incre increase like the, the the spinal fluid and uh reaching the hypothalamus and pituitary gland and like trying to basically activate those um those neurotransmitters in your brain but when i when i started doing this meditation i realized that i was so relaxed and like i said that's a part of my uh technique is relaxation that i thought why is there not breathing exercises in my routine? So I recently added that, I'd say about a year ago, and this specific breathing exercise I do, I make people hold their breath, and then once we get to the top, then when we are going for the full stretch, I have them release, and they exhale very slowly, and again, I get more length, and I release more of those emotions that are stored in those areas. So people are not only getting like their mobility and their length, but they're getting through some of that stress that's stored in certain areas. It is such a release when they're just like, <sighs> you know, yeah, and they release amazing. not just their muscles, not just um, getting length, but also just getting rid of some of that stress that's held in that area. So, and that's like a sort of weird comp for anyone that's a, a hater or a critic. When you hear that, it just sounds like a bunch of bullshit, mm. but it's not. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of smart people have, have shown that that's not it like it's apparently it's completely real and we are tight in certain areas because we in ourselves hold these traumas mm -hmm. so working with someone like you helps relieve that absolutely i mean i don't want to say like you know that i help re you know release trauma but i will say that i i've been told many many times that people feel um a lot less stressed after um, a stretch and it could just be because we're alleviating you know some tight areas but i think a lot of it is you store emotions there too one thing i think you should do is work with whoop okay you know what whoop is i don't please. so whoop is like one of those wearables so there's many wearables aura rings a good one whoops the one that i think is the best and it tracks your sleep your recovery and your strain mm. i live with this on my wrist um 
they make it more like fashion too. If you I love that. Really I need to check that out. Okay. And it's amazing because it tells you your sleep score. It tells you your stress throughout the day and like mm-hmm. a monitor. And most importantly, it tells you your recovery. I fa- sound like I'm like a, an ambassador of Whoop. I'm not getting paid to use Whoop. I pay to use Whoop. Pay him. <laughs> but it'd be sick. Uh, but basically, there every day it gives you a recovery score, and it's based on like your heart rate variable and the amount of time in between your heartbeats. And based on that time is how good your body's working at night and how relaxed it is. But specifically, they release this big thing with stress, and it tracks your stress throughout the day. It's crazy. I'll show you the app after. Wow. It would be interesting if you could have your client wear the whoop and track like their stress throughout the pro like throughout the process and see if that changes it. It could be a, like a really cool case study for you. That that's extremely interesting. Um, so what I wonder is, do they? So number one, I have two questions. Is it similar to the ring where like it keeps track of your circadian rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And it does everything by temperature. The ring. Have you heard of Correct. that? Correct. Yeah. It, it's similar. Is it the yep. exact same technology, exact but on same, your wrist? Yeah. Okay. And then um, probably the not the exact question, same. There's probably some more of that, but right. same concept. And the uh, the other question I have is: Is it uh, somehow monitor the levels of cortisol you have in your body in order to? Is that how? I think so. I think that's how it works. Because hmm. it's it's a score of one to three, three being the worst. Hmm. But like for example, before I do a sales call, I always have like a minor panic attack every time I ever do public speaking, and then I always chill out. Hmm. And it's hilarious because you always see my like things go i just hype myself up and then i'm fine like a minute in it's just just, i've always done it my whole life i love that but you can see that like my heartbeat's going nuts and that my stress is is freaking out but if you could monetize that and like publish a paper on that and show that from like an actual scientific standpoint Mm -hmm. that could be very interesting to incorporate into your studies i love that i do know that you know we've talked a lot about like amazing um information about you know the actual body and what you're doing on a daily basis. I'm curious about the business side of things. Sure. So, you know, you've taken everything you're talking about here and obviously there's only one Heather, so you can't (laughs) service everybody unless, you know, you cloned yourself. So you've been teaching others how to do it. Tell me about what that process has been like. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I, like when I first moved out here, let me just take it back a little bit. Um, back in 2017, when I started stretch to go, you have to remember, Um, I was a housewife, a mom, and I worked at a gym. Like, I was not an entrepreneur. I had no skill set or experience in being an entrepreneur. So the first thing I did was just create an LLC, make some business cards, and go pass them out to every person that had a Rolex on. (laughs) I was like, Miami, take this, take this, you know? And I started to get people to call me, right? Um, That's you know, a great way to get like a little bit of clientele, but, um, I learned a lot in how to, you know, find your clients, how to, um, create social media ads. Um, so from there, after I started to acquire a lot of clientele, I thought I need help. You know, um, I'm booking people two weeks out and it makes me look bad because when you book a stretch, you don't want to be like, oh, okay, I'll get a stretch in two weeks, you know? So I thought like, I need help. And I started with very basic videos and a very basic educational platform off, uh, did I start with Wix at first? No, it was at Wix. But then uh, I moved to WordPress, which is still like not a great platform and did better videos. 
um, and created a better educational platform. And from there, I've been teaching people how, or I should say certifying people in my method. And I, I will say, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like anybody that I've worked with is as passionate about stretch to go as I am. So I do feel like a lot of my clientele issues are still on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, plus, like, let, let's be real, like, and I don't know if I should even share this, but maybe some of my girls need to hear this. The fact is, like, when I first started this, I thought, um, okay, I'm going to target a lot of yoga instructors. Now, number one, let me tell you something. As someone who used to hire a lot of fitness instructors, they don't make a lot of money right? Like as a fitness instructor, you don't do it to create a supplemental income. You usually do it as a side job. Like you'll go and you'll teach spin or bar or a core class or maybe even personal training or whatever it is. And it's usually like a side hustle because you love helping people and you love being in the fitness industry. But when you, um, when I moved here and I got a divorce and I realized like I need to create like a business, um, I took the stretch to go and created the business from that because not only was I passionate about it, but I thought, okay, I'm creating this niche, right? Um, and so when I created the educational platform, I didn't like really realize like this is Miami. All the girls that like have I've worked with, they're, they're beautiful girls. And I feel like it's easy for beautiful girls out here to make money in so many different ways and so they're not as passionate about putting in the hard work and going and like let's say you know you make $200 per stretch and you do three stretches a day $600 a day is a lot of money especially like if you were just teaching a spin class twice a week like that's a huge income bump but um I think like now (laughs) like there's so many girls who can make a ton of money just going on a dating app you know so I need, I need more like fitness instructors who want to, who are really passionate about helping other people who really find, um, this business opportunity as something that could help them grow and something they can depend on. And I wish, uh, maybe I just haven't got like my method or message out there in a way that's strong enough to entice people to really stick with it. But yeah, I've certified other people. I just wouldn't say that it's really alleviated me from uh, my problem of not having enough practitioners. Well, it's a sham- it's called a champagne problem. Mm. It's a good problem. You know, so, yeah. you, everyone wants that problem. I have too <laughs> much business and not enough hands, right? Yeah. But it's difficult. And that's, uh, it's, it's crossing the chasm, you know, mm. of, giving first of all like passing your baby on because stretch to go is your baby Mm. and you hope someone respects it and loves it as much as you do Mm -hmm. and no one will ever love your baby as much as you do they'll come close you can have the godfather and the godmother (laughs) but you're you're learning and you're learning about the types of people that would be best fit and Mm. unfortunately as an entrepreneur you get burned you Mm. get but like the difference between an entrepreneur and an average person that's not an entrepreneur and trust me most people don't want to do that it's totally okay is that you got to keep going Mm. but you did the right thing you started you made the move like you said you had everything you didn't have to do it and you decided to give it a shot and you've gotten the clientele and i think you're really hard on yourself which is a common (laughs) feat that most like entrepreneurs are they're like having a sob story and they're ridiculous like 
what you've done is amazing. Thank now it's you. just dialing in the message mm. and dialing in the type of people that would find that vibe. So I think you're you're right there. Oh, I definitely am. And and don't get me wrong, like I don't mean to sound that I'm hard on myself. I think it is as an entrepreneur and I'm sure you know, like we are our worst critics, right? Um, and I do think there's better formulas. Just in my routine alone, I get better and better. So becoming an entrepreneur, not having a ton of uh, experience behind that, I am still learning how to get my message out, how to get my method out, how to make people realize and thank you for having me on this podcast really because I think um, a lot of this information will be helpful for anyone who is interested in getting certified through stretch to go to to realize it's not your typical stretch certification right like you can go uh, online and find all these different you know stretch certifications but they really don't incorporate a lot of the same methods and techniques in fact they don't at all incorporate the same methods and techniques that make me so successful this is why like i have a clientele problem because and i don't want to say like i couldn't be more successful trust me i want to be on the back end delegating things but i know that people love what i do because the method works it works totally so um yeah it's really cool i i love what i do i love love my job i love helping people feel better function their best and there's nothing more rewarding than someone just telling me that their golf swing was better or that chronic pain is gone or, you know, they have less stress in their life. So yeah. it's very rewarding. And as a byproduct, you always get to stay in great shape, too, because you're always running around, <laughs> you're working. Is, it is not for the week. And that's another <laughs> thing, too. I tell the girls, like, you know, look, this isn't easy. It's not it's easy. A grind. You're picking up heavy legs, heavy arms. Um, you got to position your body in different ways leverage people in different ways but it's worth it you know it's it's all about what you're what you're passionate about and if you love helping people and making them feel better there's like i said nothing more rewarding well you need to keep going down this prom you need okay. to keep going fire on it because you're <laughs> on you're you. not just on to something you found it you know it's real everything you're saying makes Thank complete you. sense and now you have no choice <laughs> but to continue to grow this brand. Amen, Ian. Thank you for that push. I love that. And I really like, I am not stopping anytime soon. We are full speed ahead. All gas. All gas, no breaks. <laughs> one thing we always ask everyone that comes on the show. And uh, it's one of my favorite questions because like I sometimes I ask myself it and I don't really know exactly what the right answer is. But if you could go back in time and you could ask you could talk to basically like the 16 year old you and you could have said something to her that could have saved you a ton of time, a ton of money, uh, maybe potentially heartbreak or some sort of just overall really tough life lesson that you've had to learn the hard way. And naturally a lot of people say, I wouldn't have changed anything because it made me who I am today <laughs> or I would have invested in crypto, you know? <laughs> But uh, outside of that, like what is maybe something that you would have told yourself, like looking back at your life and your experiences, if, if you could have you could have had a word with baby Heather. So me specifically, I don't think this applies to everyone. Um, something that I still struggle with is um, asking for my value, you know, asking for people to pay for what I do. I actually started out a very low price and I had a really hard time even now um, not that it has anything to do with stretch to go but I sell art and one of my artist friends was like 
you're asking for so little. He said, sell this piece of art like you're selling it for someone else instead of for yourself. Because I just, it's not that I don't value myself. I just don't want to take too much from someone. And I think, you know, I have to really be better and have gotten better at saying like, this is what this is worth. And I know that it's worth this. And this is what it costs, <laughs> you know? Totally. So I think I've just kind of given away a little too much. Um, I guess going back to being an empath, like I'm very much a giver and I'll just give away and give away and give away. Um, so it's just, you know, making sure that I say, okay, like this is how much it costs or, you know, this is the, what needs to be done in order for that to happen. And just asking, you know, and saying, this is what I need. I love it. Mm. Heather, it's been such a joy having you here. <laughs> We're going to have to do this again sometime. Uh, please, can we? Promise? 100%. <laughs> Rock and roll. Stretch to go volume two. Uh, You're paving the way. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it's you. It's a damn good day. It Thank is a damn you. good day to have a damn good day. <laughs> <laughs>